It's a rain and X Men. Every special. No, that's not. I'm every special. Every special. Every special. So we really ruined that. But we are Homo Superior. Hi. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. Adam. Brent. And happy Pride, everybody! Yay. It's Pride Month, Yay. and in DC, it's Pride Weekend. So if you're out and about in DC and you see us, ignore us because you probably already do. Because Clark's really unapproachable. Bitch, people I come know. To I bars all the time. Ever. People come to you bars all the time to be like, "I listen to your podcast." They'll be like, Dude, "Ignore us because no one talks to, to us." To be anyway. fair, they are coming to his place because he is on Grinder when he promotes <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> listen, this is just social promotion. You social, know, I'm just social trying promotion. to help the podcast. Also, also a friend of ours, a friend of ours is. Yeah. Made a t-shirt, and we put it up on our Facebook page, Homo Superior. Uh, all proceeds go to Casa Ruby, which yeah. is run by uh, uh, trans individuals of color to help uh, people of all LGBT. They got uh, their windows all broken into a couple times, oh, right? Oh, oh that's, that's terrible. Sad. That's so, which happened. means you should give more to buy Casa Ruby. Buy those fucking yeah. t-shirts. Buy them windows. Buy them better windows. <laughs> uh, who, who made that? Uh, his name is Lucas. Uh, he's a friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, Not of the porno variety. I don't know. The other Lucas. I don't, I don't know that. No one knows Schlesinger? Lucas Porno? No, Lucas Schlesinger. That's the porn star's name. Oh, no, I don't know. Is it really? That would be amazing. No, his name is Luca. He lives on the second floor. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but the t-shirts are available uh, go to our Facebook page uh, they look really them. great they look they wonderful look really the They're... baseball tee is the best oh god yeah, it'll fit you so well it'll fit you so well it will show Lovely. off your shoulders everything will be yeah. happening for you in a big and you've got some shoulders I know, yeah. I know. look at your all shoulders you're as broad as a barn it somehow hides your very what next you'll hit me um, but speaking of pride and LGBT, I want to ask you all a question. What is Why? it, faggot? Cyanide. Uh, oh, oh, wait, sorry, what? <laughs> no, that's, the answer. The that's the answer, not the question. <laughs> question is, I want to uh, know from you guys, who is your favorite LGBT fictional character? It can be from comics, movies, TV shows, radio My favorite radio is Kalen Batia. Yeah. I am a character, thank He's you. He's certainly fantasy. You're fictional, um, Sam. Yeah, I wish. Not. <laughs> he needs a better writer. <laughs> and yeah. an artist. Yeah, Guggenheim, uh, stop writing Kalen's material. That's oh, terrible. That's the meanest thing you've ever said to and me. And I won't take it back. Yeah. Happy Pride. Yeah. Pride <laughs> is about supporting each other and also calling Kalen a fictional cunt. <laughs> so, okay. Feckless. Yeah. Feckless. Who Great question. It? Kalen, since you're posing the question, it seems like you have someone prepared. I do have someone in mind. I was thinking about going last, but I can go first. If you like I can go there. first. Cool. Um, from Legion, Lenny Busker. Aubrey Praza's character. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And that, she definitely showed up. And She's 100% still the most charming part of the entire show. She's so show. good. Only She's thing I great. like about it. She doesn't give a shit about, she was like, uh, gonna make things Caligula-esque in the last episode, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's gonna, great. Totally. Low jobs. Yeah. She's great. Uh, I chose Wallace Wells from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, that's Wallace really good. Wow. I love... Yeah, Wallace well, no, like is uh, I liked the fact that the character was written with like having his shit together. He was like super funny. He was really played well by Kieran Culkin in the movie. Like everything about... I saw the movie first and then read the books. 
And I like that his character was just as interesting, if not more of a focus in the book than it was in the movie. Oh, I did like the, there was the one shot where he like, where Scott Pilgrim sits up and then he sits up and then his boyfriend sits yes. up. Yeah. And then later yeah. the third guy yeah. sits yes. up. Yes. <laughs> that, like, that whole scene even of him hitting on the sister's like boyfriend at the club is oh, like the great. funniest fucking thing on the planet. Oh, it's great. Because it's treated like a little weird but not that weird. It's not weird he's that like kind of He's clearly supposed to be a creep yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's actually, they're what gay. Are, yeah. One of my favorite lines is when he keeps telling Scott that he's got to tell knives like about uh, Ramona. He's like, yeah, but what, but like, I don't have to explain gay rules to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is about you. Yeah, yeah no, what like, a realistic character. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine is a cheat. Um, Who's it's a, a cheat? Yo. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I talk about it. Um, it's Wiccan and Hulkling together. Oh. Oh, oh while the, they're having sex. Yeah, while they're, well, one is inside of the other. No, it's. I, oh, sorry. Can you shut <laughs> up for a second? I, I, that's why I apologize. Hey, Clark, shut up. Um, uh, I'm gonna flip all of this tape. <laughs> a, co- a couple years ago, when I got back into comics, uh, I started re- reading Young Avengers again, and it was the first gay relationship that was actually two people together, where it was not problematic. It was just two. They were sweet. Yeah, it was just two dudes actually getting together. It was yeah. a younger crowd. I was probably around the same age. I've definitely lapped them since in comic years, <laughs> but um, it was a, it was a nice relationship to see. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that in comics really before to actually have two well-adjusted gay men actually date. Yeah. You've never given yeah. head on a bus before. Girl, <laughs> you've never lived. And, no. Yeah. No, I really liked their couple, um, but I really liked when he was called Asgardian. <gasps> Asgardian! Yeah, yeah. yeah, Asgardian I was joke. Gonna I was say so that. satisfied. It's so good. It's yeah. so gross, Heinberg, when great. he made that joke, I was like, well, That's the only reason he named that character. I know. Just for the the Sex and the City roots were really It's just funny. And also, a gay dude would make that joke, so it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I literally like, made it earlier. Yeah, exactly. But he was a bottom. Who was yours? Since we just... We'll quickly stop and talk about Asgardians. When I finally found an intro to do it, um, they just released uh, Asgardians of the Galaxy is going to be one of the new comics that comes out. Yeah. Did you say Asgardians of the Galaxy? Well, there are two lesbians that star in it: Valkyrie and Angela. So. <laughs> oh my god! I, <laughs> yeah, I get the double like Asgardians. But it's going to be Eric Masterson's son, the. Um, Throg, which Throg, is the frog yes. Thor. I love frog Thor. So ridiculous. Angela, she'll be. I already her. said Angela and Valkyrie. The girl from Angela, Angela, Those are the dream. ones that are gonna lesbianic. Sometimes so Angela is not the. She's supposed to be the sister, but she came over from the Spawn universe. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, Neil Gaiman created her. They and basically brought her over to Marvel because he's like, I own this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you own this strong and, uh, woman of Destroyer, or what is his name? Yeah, yeah, the Destroyer. We don't know who's inside of them yet. Ooh. Hopefully one of us. And then Scourge, Scourge, who hasn't been seen in ages That's because true. he was in the, co- the movie. movie. Right, yeah, I actually yeah. love Scourge. He had the best death of basically all time in comic book. I The Walter Simonson. Yes. Yeah, so, so good. So, but then who is your favorite LGBT character? Um, yeah. This is part of the reason I hated Deadpool so much. Shatterstar. No. I love what Peter David did to him. Yeah. Like the moment, like Great when he was introduced and they immediately kissed, that was like melted into goo. Because they've been yeah. doing that, they've been hinting at that. Well, not hinting at it, but it was. Been I, I would say conjecture for like fifteen years. I wouldn't even say he's like necessarily a gay well, character. He's, he's just sort of like a yeah. He's an alien. Whatever's yeah. going like on, but then he has like well, a full romantic uh, connection. Because I was gonna say my runner up. Fell in love with a I like how he hits on that? anybody <laughs> and everybody. I was gonna say my runner up was uh, Carolina, and then there was one of the mm. the super well. Okay. 
Okay, let's all go through our runners. No, no, I just well because like we're naming a lot of like male. Where there was all that problematic stuff that she was in love with something that could have been male. Oh yeah, Yeah. I know. But I did like Carolina as a character, and I also didn't mind. That's what yeah I was thinking of that, which I didn't mind either. So I've got a bit of a cheat since Ryan cheated, so I'm allowing myself to cheat. It seems like you already prepared it, but okay. No, I didn't. Always a cheat. Always a cheat. Never a bribe. Um, In comics, my favorite LGBT character is the Midnighter. Oh, I forgot about them. He's a Batman uh, like analog. Yeah. Uh, was created for the Wildstorm <laughs> universe. And very on the nose. Very very much on the nose. And they like he's basically been out almost since he was created. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and he was in a relationship actually married to Apollo, which is a Superman analog. And then DC broke them up for a little bit. And like Midnighter had his own series uh, in the last couple of years, written by Steve Orlando, who's a bi creator. And I love that, like, that Midnighter was a, just, like, he just, you know what, like, uh, he was a bit of a philanderer, like, he just didn't care, like, it just felt very real. Like, he was just a badass, and he was unapologetically gay. I yeah. liked his Dick Grayson flirting. That oh, yeah, because Dick Grayson's, like, has the hottest has ass. Has the biggest yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know. It's so he's, good. Dick Grayson's such a bottom. <laughs> right? It's kind of ironic with his first name. He's not. He's straight. But, he's of all time, my favorite LGBT he's, character he's dabbles every once is... Omar Little from The Wire. Oh, oh yeah. Um, because I was so surprised when they revealed that he was gay. Because he he's died basically... at the end, right? Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, it's been out it's forever. I was I about to say. I was about to say. Wait, and then I realized. Oh, I've had enough time for this. Yeah. Um, but he is sort of a Robin Hood character. Like he robs from drug dealers and has his own moral code. And is probably the most badass character in The Wire, and he happens to be gay. And oh, I just love it. Was like in the early two thousands, where like most gay characters on TV were like Jack from Will and Grace. Right. You had the queerest folk characters or and serial you killers. You hate half of the gay population. You're not terrible. that there's anything no. being yeah. to be yeah. fair. We're not giving you great representation. No, no, they were, no they were, right representation. They were, they were usually the like the, the they were usually like the best the, like the best friend character right. in so many like so many uh, TV shows and movies. Uh, or very, very like stereotypical that Omar was mm, so much uh, was just so different. I, I love him. You know, so if everyone's revising what theirs is, mine is going to be commenter Scotty Bruckner, who uh, doesn't mind superheroes. <laughs> um, he's my favorite. We finally done this one. What? No, no, we're going to go back to yeah, this. I'm I feel okay like with it's going important because I really <laughs> support. It's an important queer commentator, Scotty oh. Bruckner, who uh, I believe uh, sucks men's dicks. Uh, I don't mind. Why are you gay shaming someone who wrote homophobic comments on her? Because <laughs> that's what hurts him. This is why we started this podcast. And also, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm not gay shaming. I'm boat shaming because he's worried about he's someone beating it down his throat oh, yeah, with a, an aluminum boat. boat. So that's what I call my penis. Also, alliteration. Good for him. Yeah. Are Good you for you, Scotty. Boat? Throat boat. That's not alliteration. So that's that's rhyming. rhyming. <laughs> that's rhyming. You're right. You're a Begin. poet. Back it up. Back it up. We're done. Sorry, I meant to say ass and ass. Now I get it. Nailed it. Happy right. pride. Wait, is it consonants? Is it ass and its vowels? Yeah. It's vowels. You know what? Let's just move on. Let's from talk that about some comic books. We have so many to go through. We have 11 comics. We're um, not doing all our fun jazz normally. This um, is our what about Synecdoche? Do you guys remember Synecdoche? New York? Yes, connected to New York. (laughs) Since we're rolling out the Pride thing, can we talk about the gayest comic that came out, which was Dazzler? Woo! Um, Talk to to us. I mean, Dazzler is a gay icon. I sort of... uh, 100% agree. 
Of course. Yes. Uh, She's a female and somewhat gay adjacent, so yeah, gay icon. Alright, you seem offended that by it. I don't give a shit about Dazzler. The more I read about it, the less I like her. Whoa. Go on. Go on. Go on. I feel Go like I, you know what? It was funny. I was FaceTiming Dazzler the other day. You know what she said about Brent? <laughs> Nothing. Guy. What a guy. Nothing, because she doesn't know him. And exactly. never will. <laughs> she was talking about <laughs> I don't know her. Tara Reid. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so Dazzler came out this week. It was a one-shot, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, it actually came out at a really cool time because it transitioned into astonishing x-men yes. so i think they actually planned it because they announced it probably like a year ago or something like that sure. um but so they planned it to come out right before astonishing which is the perfect lead up it's a great um, intro they had a i mean it's very not like it's very obvious like the overtones of like gay culture within it they and literally they right. literally have like a inhumans mutant concert that's like about pride of like being who you are it's very obvious it's great timing for pride weekend exactly like, yes Al- also for this comic to come out in june makes a lot of fucking sense right. so um they it, really try to make peter gay i mean oh yeah it was a very interesting yeah, yeah. what are you doing that i immediately bitch, decided that, that sorry no no i was just gonna say he got his eyebrows threaded what uh-huh. are you gonna say <laughs> i immediately was shipping them instead of kitty i know i really like i that was puzzle. shipping them too yeah yes. they were like oh much couple. more interesting. She totally pegged him, don't you think? <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, so the the, the overtones of the entire uh, thing is obviously mutants and inhumans are invited to this concert. All these like events that are like about being born different, pride or whatever. Right. Um, were the inhumans a little bit symbolic of like the trans community? That's exactly what I thought. Okay, cool. That's exactly because what I Because that's what it really right. felt yeah. uh, throughout After the After this, we're going to get into what I think. Yeah, Clark's got a real. Clark, 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 Clark's no, got no, a real. No, no, let me do it. Let me do it. I know you, you guys finish think. your stuff first. No, no, I, I, I want to hear no, no, your, no, I want to hear your take. It. You're uh, right in a sense. You're reading into the comic mythology of it, which is probably why it's falling. Like it's not going it, to come out. But like this it. issue itself works out really well. For, yeah. for me personally, and this is just me, and so you can disagree. But like uh, X Men, just in general, are obviously a, uh, like obviously symbolism for gay just interactions, just in general. Sure. Um. Uh. So like this really brought it back to the roots of what I liked about the X-Men. And obviously Dazzler uh, being a full blonde again and wearing a cute outfit didn't hurt anything, obviously. Um, Oh, yes. uh, And I like that she sort of merged the worlds of Inhuman and Mutants where there's not a contention anymore because it was dumb. It was dumb to do that. Right. And we're over it. Everyone not, is just, stu- like, doesn't really care about Inhumans. So if we just I'm treat not. them like they're fine, then they'll go away. Yeah. All right. So this was my <laughs> metaphor. <So coughs> oh, my God. Uh, 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 That's your metaphor? So the royal family allowed this giant, like, peanut butter toxic cloud to continue to grow <laughs> so they could make more Nazis. Toxic cloud. Which then caught... It's a classic yeah. metaphor from Greek philosophy. It involved murdering a bunch of mutants. So they just allowed it to continue and continue and continue to kill all these mutants. And now we're supposed to... We, you were talking back about the whole these people didn't know. That's exactly what fucking Nazi Germany, all the people who weren't Nazis, still, like, ignored and allowed to happen. What were the... So the Inhumans that were turning into Inhumans, what were they supposed to do? No, no, no. It doesn't matter what they're supposed to do. No, no. The, Ger- the German people should have done the same thing. They should have, like... Oh, like, least... risen up against yes, their... Yes, yeah. against no, their no, awful, no, that's fucked up... Enough. That's why I don't give a shit that the... the 
these mutants were mad about the Inhumans going to this fucking concert. I would be fucking pissed that these people that allowed their people to slaughter my people. Oh, yeah, let's go to a fucking concert together. Great. That makes sense. So what in relation, is it related at all to the gay community or all? I don't give a shit. Okay. Well, it's related it, to the Jewish community is what I would think this was. I, I, I in think this it's case. actually probably closer to Zootopia. That the way that they handled no, the meta, the extended metaphor of I having like an oppressed community now being accepted into society, and yet there are so many elements of the society which favor the oppressed community, mm -hmm. and the oppressed community is now the abuser, and okay. the the victim community is now like I'm also wait. an I'm abuser. It's, it's a little bit of like Israel Palestine, right. and like that. I feel like that's that's another metaphor that we're kind of waiting. That's into great. The, the so point we've all being is that the Adam, what do you think it's uh, yeah. cats and dogs? It's like season sure. eight, <laughs> definitely versus cats. season ten, and then, and then they're like, we're all pets. <laughs> Come on, if smart baby, that, genius babies too. So the mutants <laughs> have always been an oppressed community, and now suddenly the Inhumans come and like slide right past them suddenly they're not oppressed according to mutants like but they're not regular. the royal family doesn't though. matter that's what i was just talking about now i get the nazis I versus the analogy that if all these people got superpowers and they realized that other people were dying yeah, because of them because they'd probably of the, rise up to fight the like hey they, stop well doing they should they they didn't because that's what the german people didn't do right I, I, within the comics so it's the terrigen mist which created the Correct. inhumans yeah. yeah to me it seems like being superpowered is the distinction between humans and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. actually having some sort of ability, it seems a little bit weird. Like, maybe if there was, like, a subset of the mutant community that felt a different way with the mutants, I would have picked up on the transgender thing. Well, that's but what this it is. Seemed, but this that's... seemed like, actually, like, some sort of weird race war between two groups that are the non-dominant. Oh, no, well, see, I, I actually agree African -American with American community in New York got into huge yeah. issues. Well, the, then there's also a third option, which is like the superhero community that they're like, we don't even count them as it like, <laughs> and they're also you mean like a, a versus X. Well, yeah, I, well, I was honestly, even thinking yeah. of that today. Yeah, it was like the idea of meta humans. Like no one really gives a shit. Like you think about Captain America. Well, everyone or, likes them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like there's a there's there's because like they got their powers from X. There's like, multiple factions those of are, like types. Those, of those are mass gays. And so honestly, honestly that's like, but that's what's going. I mean, I certainly don't know enough to really speak intelligently on. It, but it's like you've got it's the same reason why you have like even no justice no pride like last thing where people are saying like we're being like things are still affecting us and everyone's like no they're not because lots of other people in the community are already accepted at a much higher rate in terms of what they want what so they're like doing i i totally see clark's point of yeah. view about yeah. like how um you know it's not a perfect analogy it's not a perfect metaphor and the inhumans fucked it up but I think that's more of an editorial edit, editorial edict. I know that's the problem with the entire yeah, thing for the last five years. Editorial edict that didn't go right out. In this issue covers but, well. but I'm talking about the issue yeah. itself. Yeah, I think yeah. the issue handled it really well. Yeah. If, oh, if none of the other stuff existed. Yeah, I yeah, agree. 100%. About, of the importance of intersectionality within yeah. like uh, like a minority class. They're I think, trying to backpedal, like knowing that they basically oh, yeah. were just doing terrible things with both the mutants for so many years. So they're now that they might be desperately, they're like, oh, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We need to make sure that the dominant species fucked up. So they, they basically the issue ends with her um, saying, I'll never go back to the X-Men. Oh, wait. And Will I? I? And she gets some old walkie-talkie from back in the day, probably from the X-Men 90s show. Yeah, uh, sure, that sounds yeah. right. 
X-Men. And then the animated end? series. Mm. The image of Astonishing X-Men number 13, I don't like Red Glenn, but I like that image a lot. Yeah, so yes. good. It looked yeah. really good. Did you cool. notice that it said um, Dazzle's returning in, in 14 instead of 13? So yeah. Oh, they're going to oh, build it. No, point. 14. We're already on 12, so she'll be bad in the second The issue. next issue is 13. She's yeah. not showing oh, up that's then. That's I'm sorry. I was thinking of Yeah. I like how trippy that cover looks, though. The the cover is nice. I don't like Red Glenn, but it's a very cool... Like throwback. I havoc. Woo, Woo! Psychedelic drugs. I'm so excited for that team. It's yes. such a. It's. I don't really picture those people together. Wait, Beast, I Colossus, think, oh, no, I, I, I love it yeah. except for Beast. Well, so why don't well, we talk about Astonishing yeah, X-Men? Exactly. Yeah, Brent, take us there. Great transition. Uh, Farouk is back. That's one. Uh, the team rallies together because <laughs> of teamship. And teamwork is the thing that saves the day. Bitch, what did you like or not really, like about it? I want to hear all. a recap teamwork does of nothing. It. That's it. Your recap is literally, sad. It's sad because it's X just and Psylocke saved the day. It was, it was, it was no down right. Okay, it's a sad so ending. So uh, realistically, story. it's like a Psylocke story with X being yeah. featured, uh, and then there's some other people. It felt a little <laughs> bit. It felt a little bit like an epilogue issue. Like it seemed like a weird. It's very anticlimactic to the finale because it almost feels like they tossed Shadow King in at the last second. I, like, I agree. Like it's, it's almost like I wish I love, issue eleven was the uh, the climax of right. the denouement, but they had a climax at the end of it. This had to resolve it and then have a denouement at the very last, and it was like yes. very too compressed. Like I, it didn't allow they, like, the characters. They to, did like, another issue because they wanted to do so much. Like uh, and uh, send you on this. Journey yeah, yeah. X is... became the Wizard of Oz yeah. at the end, which is like, and you yeah, get a did. heart, and you get that like that was really Kurt, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get to remember, and you get to forget. And I would have liked it more if, if the the web, the psychic web, was dispelled, but uh, the whole point was Farouk to become manifest. Physically and escape, and that then he's like a problem they have to deal with later. But now they formed this team that's supposed to work together. Yeah, uh, and I feel like <laughs> they will never be completely together. like building up the power to take over Farouk now in this one issue just feels excessive, weird. The whole the only, uh, thing, the only extra takeaway that I liked was that oh there are so many mutants out there well, who don't realize yeah, psychics yeah. they don't realize they don't know it, it. yeah, yeah. But I, just, I I just love that idea of the psychics that are just like oh they just think they like they're a normal person that has like yeah. extra intuition or like something like that I think that's really cool yeah um, I'd love for them to explore that a little bit more I'd love for a psychics book yeah. just in general. The X-Men are so wrapped around psychics, I feel like, if all of them came together in a book, and, like, I, don't, I think there's they something cool with No Justice a little bit. Uh, I, I, don't yeah. I don't care. No, <laughs> I did enjoy that Misty I said had X-Men. no arms for most of the issue. And yeah. she's still just like, well, <laughs> this is what happened. Um, I did think that was very interesting. Rogue and Mystique paired off, like, two different people who that are... That was weird. Two, two different people. Well, you know, they're in this weird psychological state. I'm never myself. Yeah, they're, they're never each other. They're never themselves. Yeah, I guess a, it makes sense. One runs the risk of forcibly pretending to be someone else because... You know, she's absorbed their powers, and the other person has to constantly pretend to be other people in order to get attention. They're still adopted mother They're and adopted daughter. They're adopted mother and yeah. daughter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, That's why know. they were paired off. None, the other stuff was just It seemed like a weird time. Like, I, I, I appreciated it. That's why like they connected. I like that less. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it was it was mainly hard because oh, I don't yeah. think I, th- I actually do enjoy that Psylocke got a lot of stage time, but I don't really necessarily know that she got that much development. Like I don't think her character no, really went no anywhere. No one did. I like the reveal at the very end where it's like she is the only one that actually knows that Professor X is back it, going yes. by X. It reminds me a little bit of the end of It'll your be a favorite fun series, later. No Justice, where they're like they just threw in John Johns and they're like mm-hmm. you should do this stuff like because I just want to see Psylocke take more more leadership. Like I'm hoping that this book kind of elevates her a little bit because I've always really enjoyed the Psylocke. end of the Spurrier series of Legion did the same thing where Blindfold was the only one who knew he existed yeah mm. do you think there's any like characters that. in the uh, X-Men universe who are kind of losers and they're like like bird bird person what's the squawk beak beak, beak where beak's yeah. like hey. by the way I saved the world and he tells this crazy story and everyone's like no one believes you and he's like no but I'm the only person who remembers and everyone's like oh and even Jubilee's like shut up but, yeah. that, but that never happened he's just making it up for attention <laughs> that would be maggot yeah. maggot oh, oh right yeah it was just a bit of a dead of an issue considering I liked the and series it, so it much started it started so strong he got gassed and Concentration camp. Ow. Yeah. What? Maggot did. Oh. I hate how many times X's faces face changes. Oh, the art yeah. was not good. That's the other oh. thing that like the art's been so strong for the first eleven issues of the series for the most part. Uh, you know, every issue having a different artist, but they kind of just like had a very mediocre artist. All so square chins. Uh, I, like it was just super angular. Well, that's a look rough right. look on X. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I agree. You know, in retrospect, I really like the first half of the series, The Life of X. I think that was a really strong run yes. where Fighting the Shadow King. Yeah. And then the second half, you know, I was like, oh, well, I'll see where it goes. If they can stick the landing, it'll be really good. But it's quite obvious they didn't stick no. it, so yeah. I didn't. I did not enjoy the second so half. So many as much. stakes at the beginning, I where like, it was like there was an under. It was a cool, It was a really cool movie, and they, then it became a really. They shitty, didn't really like, pick TV the team. Show. They City didn't sequel. pick the team. It was just like whoever the yeah. fuck was around that could help. Yeah. That was cool, and then it ended. The only issues I like were the first one, which did a lot of stuff, and then slowly we're doing all this, you know, fucking mind palace nonsense. And then the issue where, um, what's his name? I just lost it in my head. Yeah, Proteus, Proteus, like, took over that fucking town in Scotland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only, yeah. Those that was a super good like. issue. Yeah. The only ones I liked were those two. So once they got, once they I, Once things actually castle, happened yeah. in it. Why don't we move on to Ant-Man and Wasp? Ant-Man and Such the Wasp. Such a good connection. So we're, uh, so we're recapping all the number ones of this new run of Marvel. What's Fresh the new? Start. Fresh, Fresh Fart. Fresh Fart. Great. Fresh, Fresh Fart. So in this, Ant-Man has been in space with the Guardians for like the last five issues, and they finally had enough of him probably, and so then he got stuck on Xandar and has to chill out with Nadia, who's the son of Hank Pym. The daughter of Hank Pym. He's the, she's the son. Is this uh, Scott Lang, like, yeah. Yeah. from the movies? Yeah. Um, he's always been kind of... He's, he's been around for a long time. But he's... Yeah. And this is something I would like to talk about. Yeah. People uh, or characters in the comics transforming uh, into someone different. He isn't as bad as what happened to Star-Lord, though. It's absolutely. Uh, Star Lord was ruined. I loved Star Lord up until now. I just can't. Well, when we so say something should be commented on. Like Nadia's character is basically only created because Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, to be. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know she, and she's a fun character, but she's. Um, only created for when we reasons. get to Doctor is it good or is it probably well, yeah. yeah we get Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange when I throw way. myself out a window that I'm like I mean on one hand I can weigh the Wait. fact that I'm like it's fun to be able to read about like basically like watch movies of these characters without having to see movies but I'm also just like 
I, I'm worried that what's going to happen is, especially as these movie series continue or these TV shows happen, is yeah. everything's going to start coalescing, so you're going to well, lose a lot of dramatic writers. What I was going to say, when we were talking about, um, I always talk about fucking Trish from Jessica yeah. Jones, and they have kept Hellcat as she is, because they're so divergent yeah. that they've not turned her into they're some sort of different. wiener goddamn loser character. She's still a freak show. There's a lot. I mean, Married the son of the devil, and now she has some sort of quasi-magic... Well, in, uh, in Deadpool, they even call it out, which yeah. I love. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, but talk a little bit more about Amy. Um, I love the fact that they didn't treat him as he's fucking stupid. She's, like, super, super, super genius, but he has, like, the super street smarts kind of stuff. Like, she's yeah. like, eh, who gives a shit about helping these people? And he's like, these people are being, you know, yeah. people meaning some sort of... These light wave. Rainbow light folk. Yeah. yeah, with no with no red. That was a cute conversation. That, yes. Like, Happy I really like the fact that... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that... that he was the one to get to her instead of the other way around. They didn't yeah. treat her like, you know, the woman is the most smart one and the yes. guy's a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is, it is true, but at the same time, the douche, it actually allows them to get from They've mixed the personality. Here's the question I would like to pose. Did yeah. he have enough of a voice before? Or did he before only... Before Paul Rudd? Or, yeah, yeah. B- before Paul Rudd uh, actually... I think he did. Him. I think because there was definitely some comics before uh, the Ant-Man movie came out yeah. back in 2015. Yeah, he was more oh, likable than so Henry Pym. He was good in Alley. Well, he was in yes. Alley, wasn't he? Dated, I loved when he uh, did Jessica Jones. He did it, Jessica Jones. it was him who had to stop Doctor Doom because Doctor Doom had killed his daughter, but then unkilled his daughter. Cassie, right? Yeah. Cassie's he was the, uh, during, Cassie uh, will during be Children's Crusade, which is the Young point. Avengers thing. I think this is one of the she th- died because he killed her. This is one of the instances where the um, the movie version definitely like followed like where the comics were going. I think there was some good so synergy. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually I, to counter the argument the movies are making it worse than the fact that they're blending together. Mm. I know maybe that doesn't fit with continuity. Not my biggest priority. To me, the thing that I'm looking forward to is. That as these things kind of develop forward, there are going to be more and more people who are interested in making characters that are are outside of those, that are contra these characters, and I think that they're going to be much more interesting and dynamic. I think it's going to help fuel the art of comics rather than hurt it. Well, for, That's true. particularly for Marvel, though, I'm actually more concerned that there it's going to be too... To, I mean, honestly, use the word like synergy. Like from a studio exec perspective, it's too synergistic mm. not to focus on cash cows. So it's like, how do we generate characters in comics that we can then turn? Because like when you look at X Men Gold, it's written like a shitty TV show. When you look at some of these other things, they're written like movies, which are great. And like I kind of like a lot of the newer series that are sort of like twelve month or six month like one shots where we kind of get us chunk a storyline. Which could easily be replicated in a movie. Miniseries. Yeah, like there's just nothing. Like when I think, when you think back to like older issues of like X Men and stuff, it was like there were 300 issues and it was like every, it was like an ongoing like soap opera. Whereas I feel like now it's almost like, great, that storyline's done. Let's bring in another thing. Like I don't think there's as much ongoing development or ex- like, I don't know, as, as attachment to these characters. Like what comics are like to me, what should be good about them is like they tell sagas. Not like bite-sized yeah. chunks all the time. To, to Brent's point, um, I think actually that actual storytelling would be very good <clears throat> because uh, for the X-Men when they actually come to the Marvel Universe because a lot of the characters are really well-known. They're really fleshed That's fair, yeah. Kind of fleshed out, but not really. They don't really have a personality, I would say, or like a, one writer hasn't written them like for so long. So I think that'll actually help them a lot so they can form a team around that. 
because they they can sometimes be generic. The X Men, I love them as much as they are, are very generic sometimes. Right. To me, the movies are They're like doing an impression of the comics, and it's like once someone's done the impression, you know the major points. You can actually see the ticks that someone has. Yeah. And so yeah. when you try and replicate them later, it actually makes a shorthand. So when you're talking about like different stories and whatever, to me it seems like the thing that car- carries these characters forward is actually the the set of circumstances they're involved in rather than who they are. Like the ones yeah. that Marvel is picking up are the question. most famous ones. It's not like a character who's secondary that they've you know, kind of railroaded a personality when they didn't have to. Well, and I, I think we should probably slide over to Deadpool because I had an issue Good with. Ranges. I had I thought Deadpool wave like came out Could okay. We hated it or hated it. it. I actually I did enjoy it. I just think the opening From of it Ant-Man and made Wasp, me. Oh, I I I liked it. I want to see where the storyline goes. Hotted uh, it. Uh, nodded it. I was nodded it. I was not into it. <laughs> mm, I was I was hotted it. I hotted it. Um, I liked I liked that Deadpool has a contract system, and we're, that we're he's no no Amen we're talking about Amen. And oh wait yeah, oh sorry. oh sorry I thought Did, just a real quick and then we'll go I haunted no, it no, no, no. so hard. Deadpool, one of the two comics. Oh no no I thought we were Amen and Wasp. Amen and Wasp. We've all talked about Amen and Wasp. Let's move on. It's one of the two I really like this. So moving on to Deadpool. Deadpool was Space Vampires. So here's the thing I enjoyed about it: the art. Yes, that's about it. Um, I, 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 I didn't think, like, Deadpool is a hard character for me to really like anyway. I, I, I'm over him. There's very few writers who I think can do him justice and make me really, really enjoy him. Uh, Scotty Young is not one of them Cable based on this Deadpool. issue. Uh, Cable and Deadpool is good. The Joe Kelly run, I liked him. And mm. when Rick Remender was writing him in Uncanny X-Men. Yeah. Uh, or Uncanny X-Force, excuse me. Oh, yeah. But he I'm, was I'm, I'm just like, I, 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 I just didn't care about any of this and like the fact that they're bringing celestials in here what where's like the fucking synergy with the avengers where they're like talking about the the celestial yeah but no one knows who this celestial is except it looks like fucking lobo from the dc yeah it was a rough rough character design this whole opening sequence did nothing for me and especially like i know that we kind of talked about the movie and then uh, last week this opening is what made me really pissed off about this movie comic connection because, I mean, I don't think Deadpool's evolved that much, but, like, I feel like this, it was just so annoying to me. And I think it got better, and I still, like, I'm I'm glad that they kind of wrote in uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I hate I'm it. not at all. I didn't like that at all. I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was just as good as the writing on the movie, which may not be good, but at least it felt connected, whereas I think most of the writing in the comic did not match the movie, and that frustrated me a lot. I'm just frustrated with the entire change of Deadpool. Like, like at the end of Dugan's run... He's been so refreshed because oh, he doesn't remember him. anything that yeah. happened in his life, and yeah. I, 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 it was, it was so interesting back then, and now it's just back to square one. I it don't give like, a shit. It sounds like we all like. But you like, it you like this or hated it. issue, though. <laughs> or do you like I, it? I would say I hated it. I, I hated it. I like. I mean, if you're gonna accept Deadpool as a character who breaks fourth walls, I like the cross art interest he has. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I'm happy to see her more. I thought she was written like she was in the movies. Right. I love the... I, I really want to see a series where mercenaries get into the legal aspects of being a mercenary and how like extra penalties are added on any thing they go on. Literally everyone is on a phone right now except for no, Clark. looking at the comic oh, okay. I really like yeah I'm, I'm also going through oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it all looked like you guys like the second I started talking you pulled up your phone <laughs> yes, 
to be fair, you were uninteresting. That's I, what I mean. Yeah, that is very. Fair. I was looking at the actual pictures from this fucking comic we just. Yeah. That's what we're all doing. I did like okay, the whole so background. Okay, so hated history. it. Hated, hated, hated it. it. The only thing I really liked was the Batman. Um, he's Joe yes. Cool kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that not was expecting right. that one. That was alright. The origin story. I clotted it. I clotted it. I got a, a weird blood disease. I'd like to see. I would like to see more of it. I just didn't particularly. Yeah, yeah. Position. We'll I, give it three. We'll give it three issues, like we're giving everything else. Yeah. Let's move on to Doctor Strange. No. Doctor Strange. I actually enjoyed this. Um, to me, it felt like it was trying to be a, a pensive Alan Moore type story mm-hmm. that did not have a ton of gravity to it. I. I thought there was, like, the most interesting part to me was the beginning, where Doctor Strange shows one of the many ways in which he protects our universe, and it's kind of just a throwaway moment for him. And then this whole series about him losing his powers and being melancholy and sad, I don't give a shit. Tony Stark's like, I want to help you, I think all your stuff is bullshit, but... I really, you know, I you're think, a person. No. It's an engineering I problem. I, think people I that like that. Doctor Strange I like that. Like it. Yeah. This I, is, and the, otherwise, if you don't, you're not going to be drawn. So it. the reason why I did like it is I enjoy the premise of. Um, what? No, you just did a weird finger thing. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, the reason I did enjoy <laughs> it is I like the idea that magic has left this universe or left the world. And he's got to try to figure out to like tap back into it. And Tony Stark basically says, "You're talking about going to different dimensions. Why not just go different to a different planet?" planet. And it, it's a different perspective of Doctor Strange that I haven't seen before. I it's, did like that. I, that's a good story setup. Uh, so I like the premise setting. I just felt like as soon as the story went got going, it ended, mm-hmm. and it's a little disappointing in that regard. It, I hate it because this is the third series in a row where magic has vanished. And so magic uh, came back somewhat and vanished again and came back and vanished again. And I also, just don't care anymore. And, and, like, and, I want and, magic to be here. The last time I really liked Doctor was Strange engulfed. was Doctor Strange the Oath. That's and, when I really liked also, that, that was a great yeah, series. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit about him losing his powers fucking hundredth time. There's I don't a care. Tr- there's a trope with him that uh, uh, magic always leaves and also he's not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Like, yeah. enough yeah. of that goddamn trope. No, he is again. It's no, fucking annoying. He is he been... anymore? But sometimes it's What's lessened his... and sometimes it's almost completely gone It's away. stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like his new outfit. I'll I, give him that. I like the space travel. I like the fact that they're taking big gambles on I mean, granted, Doctor Strange's uh, movie debut is not as big as Black Panther, but I like that space. both of their comic series have like divergent space, pathways. Yeah, yeah, like I was a very... about that too. But you know, to the point that you guys made, I do think that's a trope that they do with Doctor Strange way too much of him losing his power because it's hard to write him because he's too powerful. Yeah. So they always try to depower yeah, him. Which That's is, why the oath was so good. I know it's it's uh, it's a lazy way to do it, but and I I like but I like the fact that it, it, there's an interstellar uh, uh, aspect, yeah, which I, I have, like which, which I had I have not seen in a Doctor Strange he, series. It's before. very Thor Ragnarok because that was the whole. They were like, oh Here. great, we'll take you as an Asgardian and just throw you on a different planet. But like, bitch. Why do you always gotta bring someone to space to make them a little bit different? Yeah. And you're like, that's lazy writing at this point for Marvel because they're just bringing everyone to space to be. They brought mm-hmm. Ant Man to yeah. space. They brought they brought a lot of people to space. Venom, they brought Venom, Thing. Flash, they brought Thing. They brought Kitty Pryde to because space. They brought 
everyone Again, I'm to telling space, you, this and is they an haven't brought me to it's space. It's an executive note. It's an executive note that Infinity War is big. These movies are coming out. Like I, It's like you can see how the businesses think, and it's like everyone's yes. in space, so they got to be in space. we got to make sure these comics, and like, it's just like... You say that they're lost. In space. <laughs> well, also, it, and that's why we're getting lose money in space. Are, that's why. Are, are these the aliens that were attacking Earth in Infinity War? Is it the uh, Chitauri? No, Not the no, Chitauri. The ones, the ones who are like attacking Wakanda. No, those no, were no, the yeah, because they yeah, look pretty things. similar. They do, but they also look like but the aliens alien from John Carter from Mars. You're an alien yeah. racist. Um, it's really hard not to be alienist when they all fucking look the same. Let's go to the Immortal Hulk. Speaking of movies, okay, so. Um, Immortal Immortal Hulk was a little bit different in the way it was launched. It doesn't feel like a real Hulk book. It's called Immortal Hulk, obviously, so we have an inkling that he won't be able to be killed. What gives you that idea? Because (laughs) he was killed in the first panel, basically. What does the word immortal mean? Um, Like, um, unable to kill. Is that right? Yeah, that is. Okay, great. Um, Anyway, so the, the, the fucking comic starts with someone a superhero in a convenience store which inevitably means that there's going to be a goddamn robbery this has never been done before shut the fuck up it happened in jessica jones <laughs> oh you're right i, I have remember seen. when i and, and also every comic that you've never read because you don't know comics yeah. um so but it was annoying. He comes back to oh, life. Wait, has after. the hero have ever been shot in a... I did in, enjoy that surprise. In a robbery before? Did, bitch, did you think he was dead in No, his but I enjoyed the panels. Okay, I, so one note that yeah. you should be made was he came to life at night. So he's a werehulk. <laughs> right? Oh, well, they've done that before, too. I don't think werehulk <laughs> rules apply. Werehulk? Yeah. I thought the art was really good. Uh... <laughs> uh Anyway, it, it's more of a horror, I think I said that right for the first time ever, <laughs> uh, comic yeah. than it is anything else. Yeah. Um, it's very dark, the shading, it's uh, a little bit noir, uh, it's, it, it was a little bit boring, but I did like the end of it, I like that he's combating himself. It was a little frustrating for me because they made they painted this like super dark picture and they're like, oh yeah, everyone's bones are just broken and they all gave up information. <laughs> like I was like, they should be well, dead. Yeah, yeah, um, and he may never wake up again. You're like, according to Marvel, Hulk. no, the Hulk has never killed anybody. Even like his giant battles. What? That, yeah, even his battles that destroy cities and stuff. He's never, never, no one's ever died from. Him. Oh my god, is that, that was true? That's um, like during, a GI Joe when the bullets don't hit yeah, anybody. Everybody during, like during, parachutes after, out. I can't believe GI. Joe, they go to this stormtrooper school of shooting. But during, oh, sorry. No, I think that's crazy. During World War Hulk, they Hulk, they announced they um nothing. They may uh, Marvel actually said that was the case. Like, oh what my the God. fuck? How does that happen? This is annoying. Embarrassing. That's super annoying. So it's, I've never liked the Hulk since. That's it's, like part of his. That's why I feel like makes his brand so good because if he's this giant power beast that doesn't actually kill anybody, it's like then what is the conflict? It's like, like don't give a shit. Oh, he's almost hurt. That's so made a, a Connie Chung so good. Wait, what was her name? The, the Arthur Chung. Oh, I, God, I, 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 don't do this. What, what, what bit are you doing? Wait, what's the name of the English? Amadeus Cho. Impossible Hulk. Amadeus Cho. Amadeus Cho. What is wrong with you? Asshole. Hey, that was tough to hear. Yeah. I was going for a bit. Okay, didn't work. Was it? I'm just gonna edit it out. It doesn't matter. No, 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 we're editing it. No, adding to the racial scoreboard. The thing that annoyed me. This is where Clark was going with Doctor Strange. Is I have seen this story before. It's like 
Let's take Hulk back to his horror slash Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde roots. Uh, there was a, uh, in the early 2000s when Joe Casada was the editor-in-chief, they mm-hmm. did the same thing. It was called Return of the Monster. And that first issue was so good. Yeah. Um, and this was, this paled in comparison, which is sad, which is kind of sad because Al Ewing is a very, Connie very good writer. Out. My point about Connie Chung was that it made uh, Hulk interesting because he's like, I don't want to murder. Yeah. I'm, I'm opposed to it. I thought that murder was all, all about people, Hulk's yeah. thing no, the entire time. Uh, I just didn't like the and uh, the the artist at all. I hated oh, really? the Doctor Strange artist. That just made me sad. I oh, actually I like Doctor Strange artist. Oh, I actually no, did too. not hate this Hulk issue. Speaking of I murder, the did we hate it or did we Hulk it? Yeah. I I I, I liked it. it. I hated it. I want to see more from Marvel. Oh, me too. I think it's to your point. I think it's a tri- tired storyline, but I'm interested to see if they can do anything interesting. Yeah, I'm done with it. Hunt uh, for, hunt hunt for, for Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, exactly what they're going to do. Control. Bring random character we haven't seen in a while and possibly kill. That's him. not yeah. an appropriate thing although, to although say, Although he Ryan. probably still has those nanites in his racist. body that'll keep him alive. Uh, so when we Sexist. last left CSI Wolverine, they were on the track of Wolverine and they found him and he killed a bunch of people and maybe it's him. We don't know. That's not but he also killed him. Cypher. Who do we think it we is? We don't know. Cypher's dead. He does have those names. It, it's, uh, we're uh, supposed to think it's Wolverine. We know it's not. Because he's I got don't... three claws on the front end, so it's probably just like an alternate universe on the back. What if it's Jimmy Hudson? That would be pretty insane. I enjoyed this issue. I liked it. Um, I love Misty Knight and the Inhuman Detective. I yeah, they're they're great. Cool. I want to see a comic of them. There, there's sure. a romance between them, right? Mm-hmm. We always be. feel that. They're they said, why, was Darede- like, why was Daredevil so confused by it? He's like, I felt a pitter in the patter of their heartbeats uh-huh. when they spoke to each other. You're like, he wasn't confused. He's like, he liked it. I think the Wolverine well, books well, are Have him up. jerk off in a corner and leave, up have him out of the story. Did you not see the faps? Uh, let me just do my other one. It's X-Men Gold, and it was really bad, and I don't want to see this wedding. Okay, stop um, Stop trying to make new pyro happen. Because mm-hmm. he's got to fall in love with Iceman, and if they yeah. would just make that happen, we, we I'd be can, much better with we it. Can, Ice like, and fire, I'm waiting for that series. It's, we think it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to so they do another terrible flashback. Sasquatch has a cameo. Who is Colossus is in, in um, Immortal Hulk? You know what's nice though about this issue? They remind us that Colossus is strong. That's great. <laughs> you um, can't do um, it. You'll never do it. Remember, remember this week where I screamed on House of X about how terrible this comic is. Oh, and then um, the wit, the catch-all to be an all-powerful Sentinel. It's just a ice man. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Ice to meet you. Like, just terrible. Ugh. Boring. I can't wait for the wedding next issue. Ugh. God. No. Over it. Let's do uh, the other let's one. Let's do Red. Let's do Red. Red was great. I love Red. Tom Taylor, we love you. Actually, yeah, it was really good. No, it's such a fucking good book. I love the, I love the rainbow. It. They finally brought back Gambit. So they brought him in one issue, and they finally brought him back and, like, fleshed him out a little bit more. And he was immediately thrown onto the team, which I'm mm-hmm. definitely okay with. I love the Rainbow Sentinel. Uh-huh. Oh, the Rainbow Sentinel Pride Week! Pride yes. Moms! I love, I love Kurt it. with uh, the goatee. Yeah, I really love that Gene brought in the, pos- like, you know, the guy who possibly slaughtered some people. They br- he, he, when they got rid of the stuff in the his nana, system, they yeah. brought in the father. yeah. yeah. Oh, it that was, was a nice, really touching nice. moment. It's all like, I know it's, you in some form involved with like violence and hatred, but it, let me bring your this father This is in. definitely dealing 
so much better than any of the other X-Men titles in terms of very sensitive issues that like the, all seem to play out really the, well. The only, the only problem I have with it is everyone in the book is prepared to give a heart-stopping, beautiful speech. <laughs> Jean said... Which um, she she hasn't said us. anything for the past God 16 months. God forgive the idea no, no, no. that someone's prepared to think about what they say. Bitch, well, why don't you prepare? Um, what She said no true leader sees the their people wise. as the enemy. Yeah. Beautiful, but not made up on the spot. This I'm is, sorry. This issue is definitely... Do you want the ums and likes this, and whatever's... Um, yeah, like the speech. way you speak. I like that. This series yeah. is it's definitely making me really enjoy um, uh, Jean Grey as a character. Yeah. That's a really good one. I know. This is the best Jean Grey probably ever. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, there's some problems online. People say this isn't Jean. She doesn't feel like Jean because she's too well-spoken. She's too... Smart for our own good. I know. Dead. Okay. <laughs> okay, but do you think this is just the new June? Uh, June. New June. June. Well, I mean, we're in June, June so let's talk, talk about it. No, but is this just a different gene because she's come to the realization she was dead? She wants to make her life better. Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate the that. Phoenix she's I, so I, much I'm okay with yeah. that. I, I love the thing where I did love during the annual where she said like the Phoenix. I mean, it was obviously like a very te- like movie moment. I love the fact that she was like I like I'm unlimited without the Phoenix. This is the first time Jean is not defined by the Phoenix or Scott. Right, let mm-hmm. her be. I really liked her. This is the only time I've liked Jean. Yeah, when have you? Read she's her? like, and I simply merged the minds of the army and the mutants for a moment, and then Gabby's like. You say that like it's an easy <laughs> thing. Yeah. I love it. It's brilliant, Gabby's honestly. So great. Yeah. It it's, is. it's great writing. Um, it and is. so Namor, good. God damn, everything is just happening. He comes out of that water. He's oh, like Atlantis. He's coming like, out of that water like Daniel Craig from yeah. fucking yeah. Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah. I'm commandeering all these refugees. He's like, just come to the sea. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. Let's it's talk about amazing. Coke and Fagger. Uh, yeah. I love, I love the fact Dude, that this really? literally Cloak and Dagger... Just showed up like we didn't know it was coming out. No one was coming out, and they just boom done it like the exact same. Well, the day this before. This is what Des hey, was talking surprise. about. Surprise! Cloak and Dagger just came out with the series. The day before. No, it's like the Beyonce Beyonce of uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So really, this is one of the two I really like. I agree. I um, it's pretty good. I love that they brought in characters that have only been in one comic. Which was an after-school special comic for Captain America. What? They were called the Drug Lords. And oh, I the, saw that. The comic was called Captain America Goes to War Against Drugs Number Two. Oh my God! That's <laughs> the only time that that's the only time they've ever been seen. Um, can I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, you two that know comics. Yes. Um, did you ever experience Cloak and Dagger be separate like this? Where they? I don't think I really. have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was talking to Brent and Brent. Um. <laughs> No, I, I, I've never experienced I, this before. I liked it because yeah. it was basically commentary on codependency, which it's literally they're called cloak and dagger for a reason. I don't yeah. care for her hair. Oh, I hated the haircut. Everything else was. Good. I love um, that Mrs. Fix, Miss Fix, who was that person, Felicia Byer, that yes, ended up exactly. being Rod's gold. The beginning of her biography is because of her drug use. Felicia Byer was living in filth. 
Quote unquote Phil. So she's like a garbage person. Same. My favorite part about this, though, I mean, the hair, the costume doesn't make any fucking sense. She got weird shoulder cutouts and then also goes down to her ass. I was like, did you really see the like, older put... versions of it? I know, she, no, I always she, know she's been always crazy. Looked also, really she was wearing that at, that at home while she was like just drinking wine. At least well, have, lots like, the... of wine. Well, no, but the Miss Vic, like, she literally looks like she went to the gym yeah. and just threw on some like spike pads for her hands. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's still oh, weird. Listen, bitch, we know some people who do that, all right? She was ready for. So the the reveal at the end was kind of obvious. We knew it was going to be him. But is it that... I mean, there's going to be some fucking... There's some other dark dimension person. Yeah. Dark horse, yeah, I'm sure. I'm coming Uh, at you like a dog. Dennis Hopeless is the guy who wrote the Jean Grey series. Mm -hmm. And when the series ended, he tweeted that he's like, he's got a comic (laughs) coming out. He can't talk about it. He can't talk about it. I guess this was it. This is kind of cool. Well, this makes me Dennis helpful for the future. Oh, Let's terrible. go on to Justice League. Justice League, I loved it. <laughs> loved this so much. Oh, that much. was great. I really liked it. Um, uh, I fucking love John Johns. He's written like himself again for the first time in years. Um, I love the start of it where they were jumping back in time, uh, forward in time and back no, in time. Yeah, thinking. the second panel to 85,000 years from now, that's the Justice Legion of uh, like uh, like from the DC 1 million series. I Ooh. fucking love them so much. <laughs> Um, I think the threat is really cool. I like the fact that they were all uh, like ragging on Batman a little bit by doing trying to do his voice. I thought yes. it was like fun characterization. Yeah. This feels like the start to a great movie, just like Astonishing X Men. Like I'm excited it to see fun. where it goes. Uh, it was fun. Um, they should make uh, Justice League movies like this, this goddamn comic. But comic. I know. Why are they so confused about that shit? I it think... really annoys me because the comics are so much better than the goddamn. I think the problem the... is they can't rev their engine, like because they haven't had a build up. But I think, if, I mean, most people know people's shit. Like they should just do these characters and fill in the blanks later. Just, like, yeah, I mean, I mean just trust. have a relationship with inner. Like just do. You don't that. have to that know be... the history of these characters to have fun reading this comic. I hate to be improv about this, but have a relationship. Otherwise, if you're just meeting these people, it's not going to be a good interaction. It'll be dumb. You want to just be we've, old friends. Already. We've talked about this before, but, but the reason why they can is because Zack Snyder likes the uh, that the red filter. Well, that, but he also likes the explosions and all the cool stuff from comics, but doesn't understand how to write heroic characters and has no interest in it. He always wants to write uh, these characters in a very like sort of dark sepia tone, uh, and it doesn't mm-hmm. translate well for a comic like Justice League. Like they need to be optimistic, they need to be hopeful. Reading the more recent issues of Justice League has made me so much more because I never really read DC comics in the past, which is like the whole thing is like I don't really know people's backstories or like their individual series and all this stuff, and like we don't even go too in depth. But like I've really enjoyed No Justice. I really enjoy this, and I'm I'm ex- it's like. It's such a breath of fresh air to make me realize that these characters can have these like fun interactions. Because even my favorite series, Injustice, if you haven't heard about it before, was that it was obviously a very deliberate storyline where they didn't get a lot of this sort of like fun team building and excitement around some of the things. I don't know anyone's deal. I don't know fucking anything about DC. I understood everyone's characterization. I understood everything. Um, It's a good good writer. Fucking Wonder Woman. So I thought that like when I first started the No Justice stuff, there's a part of it which is a problem, which is that you've got just this big bad from the beginning overly motivating force and then every character has to interact under it. One thing I liked about this was even if I don't understand every single character, I felt like, oh, I'm watching season five of some story where they've already developed people 
and the interactions are good. The fact that they've got some larger issue kind of isn't the point at all. Instead, it's about what each of these people think about their past and how they're trying to work it out and the problems they have. So I would say the first half of it I didn't love, but once they introduced the new Legion, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. I loved the the panel of John Jones seeing like what like what would happen in the future. Yeah, yeah that was such a very fucking cool like just. It was really I well loved him as issue. a central force. Yeah. MVP um, and uh, yeah, let's do some MVPs, y'all. I think we went through all the comments. Most right? valuable penis. Uh, My MVP is definitely fucking Wonder Woman, just because I enjoyed that. I thought it was like a good. I was like, oh, this wait, character also does that. MVP issue. Yeah. Oh, MVP issue. <laughs> I was like, did issue. we read that? I was very confused. Definitely love Wonder Woman. I think I'm going to say Red. I just fucking enjoy it. It's yeah. such a smooth series. Um, Try that. It's refreshing, smooth, smooth X-Men, X-Men Red. I think everyone's going to say X-Men Red. And if you'd Red. like to spin a little bit more, X-Men Black Label. <laughs> it's a Johnny um, Walker joke. God damn it, I No, hate we understood it. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just mediocre. Yeah. We I fucking I, fail on my Connie no, Joe joke. Oh, come on. No we, one comes we, in. That's not a joke. Hey. That's racism. Someone was supposed to come in and help me. No, come on. We liked it. Racism was? By telling you not to be racist. Were we trying, yeah. to, trying to like, fuel your racism? <laughs> So X-Men Red is yours too, man. X-Men Red is also mine. Obviously, my favorite character will always be Dazzler. So how dare you even look over here? I'm surprised Um, that Dazzler wasn't your favorite book. Um no, X-Men Red's just well written. I think it I the cream of the crop rises to the top. Yeah. Keep spitting. Keep spitting. Okay, I'm done. Um Clark. My favorite was Ant-Man and Wasp. Ooh! Red and Cloak and Dagger are my next two. The other ones I thought were met. That's dumb. Uh, my favorite MVPs were the characters from the Drug Lords. They didn't show in Cloak and Dagger yes. that are named Crack, Ice, and Weed. And Crack is described as the stupidest of the group. What is Weed described as? Pretty racist. Slow. Weed lived a pathetic life. Aww. That's what he's described he as. Crack Weed and who's the He third? could exude a powerful smoke-like fog that caused respiratory distress and a calming sense of euphoria. <laughs> oh my god. They're my favorite characters. Wait, crack I'm, Weed and who's the third one? Ice. Ice. I don't like they don't explain properly, so whatever. Yeah, who cares? Mm. Uh, what mine, was yours? Mine was a tie of red in Justice League. Uh, my favorite character is uh, Martian Man. John Jones. X-Men Red was great. Um, my favorite character <laughs> was... Give me uh, that random. Oh, Dead Lady. No, not Dead Lady. It was... Uh, uh, Bruce it was Bruce, Bruce Banner. With dead ass? No, with oh. the George Costanza wallet. Someone decided oh, to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they drew that, that in. That is fucking great. wild, and I used to have he, one. So he travels you, everywhere. He has to I apologize for my racism. This has been Home with Superior. Next week, we're going to cover... Couple of episodes a of lot of A couple of episodes of Westworld. Cloak and Dagger, the TV show. And, and, and yeah. some comics. Guys, and, get and, out there. Celebrate some pride. Happy faggot. You know, happy faggot. We love you. Happy faggot month. I promise I'm not racist.